Hey everybody out there in podcast land, this is your host, Severin Henderson. This is Firecast, as presented by Department 3C. Um, this is just a generic intro. Probably means I wasn't able to get into the studio to put an intro together, but I still wanted to provide a podcast and I wanted to provide an intro to what we were going to be talking about. So hopefully you enjoy the episode and you can read in the comments or the show notes description what the episode is all about. But like I said, I just wanted to put something together so that you can know that it's your favorite podcast. <laughs> All that being said, I usually say this at the end, but I'll put it here. Please reach out with any comments, likes, dislikes, any information that you want to pass on to us. Our email address is info at department3c.com. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for listening. First thing we're going to get into that I wanted to ask you about and that you wanted to speak about more than anything is inflation. Um, the American people, we are going through inflation, a recession, skies falling, monkeys are coming to steal our kids. Well, that's probably what Republicans think for real. But besides that, what talk to us about inflation, what you think of the situation, some things we may be able to do to kind of make ourselves resilient in these times like this? Well, inflation is one of them things where <clears throat> for a society or you know, a country such as ours, you want it to be between like 1% and 2% or 2.5% or so. That's considered a healthy inflation. And now, you know, due to the pandemic and everything that had, has happened um, since COVID, inflation is at like 8.6. And that's extremely high. Yeah. But it's, it's not high to the point where you're seeing the country as a whole struggle. You know, it's not like it was during the Great Recession towards the end of um, the Bush administration going into the Obama administration. That's what Two, 2008. 2008, 2009. That's when things were real rough. Myself, I was laid off for nine months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the big three automakers were going through bankruptcy. Well, not, um, who didn't, I think it was uh, Ford. Ford didn't pick the bankruptcy bail out. But, um, yeah, they were the only you know, ones that didn't them. take it, right? Say what? I said Ford is the only ones that didn't take it, correct? Correct. Ford didn't take it. They just, you know, we uh, did their business model and, you know, got that out of it, so to say. But they still were struggling as well. Yeah. And then you also had the, um, the subprime mortgages where people were losing their houses. That's why you know, for a period of time back then, and, and you can even still see it today, there's a lot more empty houses, especially in the um, impoverished areas, because a lot of those people would get those loans to <clears throat> be able to, you know, stay in their house or whatever, and there's a lot of predatory tech stuff going on. But in this year, 2022, we're not 
So another not way to explain it, but kind of if you are in the movies and things like that, what's the movie? The Big Short that kind of explains what was going on back then. Even some of the stuff that was happening leading up to it, like the fact that they were giving people loans that there was no way in the world they, they should have got. Like yeah, like they, they were pretty much just giving money away. Yeah, in yeah. long form though. Yeah. So that's what also, you know, caused the banks to crash and the insurance companies to crash and all that stuff. And everything had to get bailed out. The stock market crashed. It was, everything was just crash, 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 crash. Right. And we're not at that point right now. I think inflation, you know, is talked about a lot because it's election season. So, you know, they always have to find one thing scare everybody yes. right now it's inflation now and crime rides on the coattails now what I feel like I remember and heard and hear so much is how like when Obama was in office the number one thing I would hear from people is we are in so much debt we are in debt 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 that, 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 they just borrowing money, they making money. We in, and I'm like, well, who are we in debt to? We in debt to China. I'm like, well, what they gonna do to come get their money? I mean, is it like the creditors when they call you on the phone? Um, is they gonna like send over a bomb? I mean, I'm as financially conscious as the next person, you know, you don't want to have a whole bunch of debt and be owing people, whether it's in the legal form or the illegal form. That's just not a situation you want to be in. But in the next presidency, I saw that same number go up and I don't hear that complaint from anyone anymore. And I have, you know, how people say they got the receipts. I'm not going to look for it on my Facebook page or anything like that. But this is a question I ask and people were up in arms about this debt. Now the debt is even higher and I don't hear anything about it anymore. Well, you got the, you got the debt, and you got the deficit. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And well, no, explain, explain, explain the explain the difference to us. Well, debt is the you know the amount of money that is out there owed by you know people that um, that the United States allow to buy its debt. So as the United States continues to spend money the debt goes up because someone owns that debt. It could be, like you just said, China. It could be investors. It could be the American people. But then you also had a deficit. And the deficit could be explained like, what is the, the difference between the debt, the, the amount of money borrowed and the amount of money that we put in? You know what I'm saying? So... Right now, the deficit, since, since um, Biden has been in office, the deficit is down $1.7 trillion. Mm-hmm. And we ain't even been in office for four or two years yet. That's pretty good. That's like, in fact, that's awesome. That's one of the biggest deficit decreases in, in regards to the debt in history. In fact, it is the biggest in history. So... It's not like 
the United States is borrowing all this money and it's not paying it back. Okay. And as long as we de- decrease the deficit, the debt is also affected because we're not paying our bills. Okay, so that's why I don't hear about it. Of course you're not. Like, because that's, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to that kind of stuff because, you know, everybody is tribal. So everybody is just going to believe what they want to believe, say what they want to say, rather than looking at the facts of the matter. Going all the way back to Bill Clinton, that's what, over 30 years, Democratic presidents have always brought the deficit and the debt down. I mean, you can look it up. Like, it's a, it's a simple thing to Google. But, you know, Republicans always say that Democrats love to just spend and spend and spend and spend and not repay the debt. But that's just simply not true. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, facts matter. Just go look up the facts and you will see. That is Republicans that run up all the bills and don't have a way to pay for it. Okay. So once that happens, then you know, a Democrat has to come in and clean it up clean it up. It <laughs> happened with George Herman. It happened with the first Bush, because he said no new taxes and he rose taxes anyway. And then Bill Clinton came in. Wiped all that out. And in fact, we had a surplus at one point because because of that NAFTA deal and all that was kind of turned out to be trash. And then you had the other Bush come in and the the deficit that Bill Clinton had created, he gave all that money away to businesses and rich people. Right. So then the debt and everything went back up. And also that war with, with Iraq and Afghanistan and all that stuff happened and it went up even more because you got to pay to you know mobilize the military. And then that's when the, the Great Recession happened. And then Obama came back and everything went back down. And then Trump came in and everything went back up. And Biden is in and everything is going back down except inflation. So let's get back to inflation. Talk some more about the inflation you took you gave us some of the numbers and what inflation is and where it's at so what what do we have to look forward to as the american people well inflation is going to be a thing that that is going to be with us for a while because quite frankly even though the president said we're not in a pandemic we're still feeling the effects of being in a pandemic when we were mm-hmm. because like the way I look at it, the way I think about it is this. We live not in just the economy and a market, that's just the United States. We have a world market. Living a global economy. economy. A glo- exactly, a world market and a global economy. Right. So we do trade and we, you know, we do loans and we do shipping, we do all this with the whole world. So until we find these the aliens, we're going to be yeah, the pandemic <laughs> happens. kicking it with each other for a while. Right. The <laughs> pandemic happens, the whole world shuts down. Right. Except Africa, which is a whole different topic that I got to talk about, but we ain't going to bring that up. 
But anyway, Europe, uh, the Americas, everywhere is just down. So it's like, man, ain't nobody making no money. No companies really making money except for Amazon and Netflix, entertainment type stuff. Companies that can ship directly to your house real quick. Right. That's what always goes up when recessions come. Um, basic right. human eat. Well, not basic, but like entertainment. Alcohol goes through the roof. Um, like yeah, you said, like it did the pandemic. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Amazon is one of the things that that goes up because you know you can get stuff sent to your house. Some companies were that were already in existence saw their stocks go through the roof just based on what they needed to do. Telehealth came around. Zoom started killing the game. Um, Google yep. had their Google Meet, Microsoft Teams. Yep, Peloton did great, you know, work out at home type of situations. Yep, all of that stuff went through the roof. Uh, I'm sorry I keep bringing it back to movies, but it's just all the things that happened were so bizarre and weird. It, it seemed like a, well, the big like trip wasn't sci-fi. But what's that movie with Bruce Willis um, and the people were in their house and they used to send out like their avatars to do stuff for them? Oh, man. Well, you know what? I got a computer here. I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. But anyway, so, so when you had this massive, and I mean massive, disruption in the global economy, it's like, okay, what is going to happen? We had a one in 100 year event, and not too many people are alive now. Matter of fact, nobody remembers it from back in the day. Every hundred years, yeah, sir. Even if you, even if you were born back there, you weren't. Old you wasn't enough. old enough to remember and say, "Yeah, we was. was we was on. eating right. oatmeal you know every saying? day." <laughs> right. So, so when it's that that type of a massive um, disruption to the global supply chain, nobody's working, nothing is moving, people are sick, people are dying. Dying. That's what I was about to say. People more than sick, they were dying. Yeah, people are dying. So it's not like once everything got back, you know, everything not got back, but once everything started to calm down and we kind of returned to normal, you can't expect things to just happen quick, like boom, 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 like and be like it was before the pandemic. Okay, let so me bring like up. Let me bring up. Let me just this movie real quick before we get too far away from it. The movie was surrogates and the people were like, they would stay in their houses and send out the surrogate to do all their daily activities, but pretty much they would be in the crib. That's how we were. So <laughs> go ahead and finish your point. Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> so okay, so you, you move forward two years, year and a half or whatever. Everything is up. Everything is up in price. So a logical thinking person Gonna think like all these businesses, all these companies are coming for what they missed because the world was shut down, not just the United States, the world. So the company's like, Look, you know, we kind of returned into normal, and we lost a lot of money during the hypes of the pandemic. What can we do to get this money back? Raise prices. 
on everything. Raise prices on everything. Let's put more air in the Doritos bag and you get one less chip. I I literally just read that <laughs> the other day. And, and listen, you see what else they do like the Gatorade bottles. They slim down the Gatorade bottles. Yep. It looks, you know, if, to the, if you don't look at it like really look, it's not noticeable. But if you look, the bottle is slimmed down. There's less liquid in it and the prices are up. Yep. I like that meme. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you ever see that meme with the Arizona iced tea and say, whoever's been keeping these things 99 cent for all of this time, they need to run our economy. Right. Yeah, I saw that. But then you go in some stores and they raise the price on that. For themselves. For themselves. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, so you have all this disruption. You have, and then you got to think about this shipping. Like, you have, you have the boats. You have trucks. You have trains. You have airplanes. Planes, yeah. You have all this stuff where goods is able to move. And the, and the the mechanism by how they move. So you have people again. You have people die. You have people that didn't want to be a part of the the vaccine mandate. You had uh, not enough workers to keep the global supply chain moving as it once was before the pandemic. So it's like. I sit back and I watch everybody get mad at the president. Like, I'm the reason all the prices is up. No, he's not. You had a one in 100 year event across the world. And all these companies want their money back. And then some. Because one of the things that people have to think about and have to remember. Good services. And all these things that we enjoy as citizens, they're not made for us to enjoy. They're made for people to make money. We get to enjoy them, and we find things that we like. But at the end of the day, we're consumers. And consumers are at the mercy and at the the feet of the business. So if they say we go put more air in this bag and put five less Doritos, but the bag will look like it's full, we gonna still buy because we like Doritos. Right. Okay, the price went up like twenty five cent, thirty cent, whatever. Right. I still wanna get that nacho cheese. Mm. I wanna get that cool retro, that fiery spicy that fiery nacho nacho Dorito. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so if there's not you know what I'm saying? A revolt against like uh business, then the prices won't go down. But people don't want to do that because people want to enjoy their luxuries. So they look for who to blame instead of what to blame. And that's a that's a flaw in humanity. Well, that's that's definitely not nothing we can fix on a podcast, <laughs> but we can sure enough talk no, about it. But it's something that we can talk about. Right. So people can't just be on some, oh, 
He the president right now. It's his fault. Yeah, no. Nah. Look, this started when the other dude was the president. But a lot of... I remember when you walked... When I walked in Home Depot one day. Mm-hmm. Like a, a two by four by eight. Typically, it's $8,11. During the summer of the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, a two by four by eight was like $18. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about how inflation had been started. You know what I'm saying? Because they inflated the prices of woods because a lot of people well, at home. Wood went through so the they, roof. Do a project. Let me, you know, tear this wall down and extend it out. Let me build my new deck. Let yeah. me extend my deck. Yeah. Okay. And all these people going to buy wood. We going to raise the price of it. Yep. Wood, so even plywood, thing. all the wood went through the roof and it, it got all to the, the point. That's why I said woods. But it <laughs> started. It priced out a lot of contractors at the same time too. So Absolutely. I want to I want to get back to a point you made before we move on. You was talking about humanity. Um, so another thing about inflation, another thing we see, and something that you can definitely point to and see is the cost. Not even the cost. The, the amount of the athletes make for entertaining us. Right? You see the contracts keep going up and up and up, up and up and up. And these contracts are astronomical, but guess what? Somebody's paying them this money at the same time, too. When, like I said, this is a humanity question. It's just your opinion. But when in life is enough, enough, enough? Because it's to the point where some people make so much money, even if they blow it, their grandchildren can't even spend all the money that they're accumulating. Um, CEOs, when they're quitting and taking severance packages, they're taking severance packages seven times the rate of their regular salary to go get another job somewhere else and do the exact same thing. So, like I said, it's not an issue we can fix. It's something we can talk about. But what do you think about those issues there? You want to know what happened. Like, I was reading this one thing. Um, it was talking about, like, CEO pay and, uh, owners take of you know the business you know the money that the business generates and I think it was back in the late 70s maybe 60s there was a corporate tax rate and you know their wages and all that the corporations used to be taxed at like 70% Ooh. in the 70s 60s, 70s in the 60s and going into the late um, 70s. But then, you know, something happened. Ronald Reagan got uh, elected and it flipped. It flipped to where, where a CEO might make five, um, five times what uh, the workers make, 10 times. You have CEOs making 50. <laughs> 50 times the amount of money that the lowest worker makes in the company. Makes. Yep. And that's crazy. That's crazy. And like I said, it's when crazy. is it enough? It's not enough because rich people don't ever feel it's enough. And a lot of regular folks don't feel it's ever enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like how we do the Snowfall podcast and 
you know, some of them drug dealers, are, well, I'm going to make this and then get out. But at the end of the day, they don't make this and then get out. Well, because I got to get more. I got to get more. I got to have more than what somebody over in another country has or in another state or another city. As long as there's thirst or a hunger for more, there's never enough. And it's always been like that, well, at least since the, the 70s and uh, early 80s, because there's so much to gain from trying to gain it. Well, because there's no roadblocks, there's no safety nets, there's no measures put in place to say, okay, you, know, you got enough now. Go ahead and spread this out now. You, you ain't got to have it all. But don't, all, that, all that stuff has been taken away. And plus, again, like we was talking about the global economy, the global economy has expanded. As long as the global economy continues to grow and grow and grow and grow, there's more and more and more and more. So there's never enough. Greed, like it's another '80s movie reference. Greed is good. Wall Street. That's what they. That's what the like you said the '60s, '70s, really in the '80s. Ronald Reagan coming around made all of that popular. So let's move Absolutely. on. Let's move on. Let's talk about some Senate races and some House races. Um, the election is coming up. That's where we originally started this podcast. I had this podcast about we wanted to make sure we got it out before November. Um, so like I said, let's talk about some Senate and house races. Well, I'll start here. You know, I'm in Ohio, Cleveland. Um, so we have a big, we have a, a big Senate race and we not big, but we have a very interesting house race. Mm -hmm. I'll start with the Senate race first. You got Tim Ryan and you got J.D. Vance. Tim Ryan is the Democrat. J.D. Vance is the Republican. Tim Ryan has always been in public service. Um, he's gotten things done in Youngstown, which is where he's from. Um, he's helped get legislation passed that helped the American people. Right. Uh, the most recent stuff with, um, you know, the, um, the health care thing with the insulin. You know, he, he helped that pass. Uh, he helped the infrastructure bill pass. Um, when, when Biden took office and, you know, um, COVID was still raging, he helped get through Congress uh, more help for the American people. Uh, he's pro-worker. He's, you know, he's a typical Democrat, so to say, but he is trying to reach over to the Republican side because he says that he does agree with some of the things that Trump did. Mm-hmm. He's against the student debt relief. Um, and he's very big on going after China. He says that a lot in his campaign ads. Then you got J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, a guy from, uh, I want to say, Middlefield, Ohio. He's a, uh, He was a Marine journalist. He was in the Marines as a journalist. I've never heard of a Marine journalist, but at least he still served his country. He's a... Um, Hold on. Didn't you see Full Metal Jacket? How you never heard of a Marine journalist? I mean, he was a well, <laughs> well yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. But I just—it was just interesting. Like, man, you watching a movie, you ain't thinking about that how it is in real life. But like, have a good point by you. But anyway, the Marine journalist 
Uh, he left Ohio, moved to San Francisco to be uh, part of corporate America, where he uh, worked with a guy named Peter Thiel. Um, he's a he's a guy that thought about the capital. Um, so then he put out a book called Hillbilly Effigy, which is about growing up where he was from during an Obama administration and what Obama didn't do or did do for that area. The book sold pretty good. So he got in with Trump some kind of way. I don't know that whole backstory, but Trump convinced him, you should maybe run for office one day. So he moved back to Ohio to establish residency so he could run for the Senate to replace Ron Portman, another Republican, and he's running as the Republican candidate. Okay. Um, you know, Ohio is one of those states where pretty much, like down in Columbus, they have where if a restaurant is going to make it or not, they put it in Columbus. That's kind of the test market for the entire country of what what they're going to what a restaurant is going to do. And Ohio is kind of like the heart of the country, the heart of it all for real because what really happens there, Ohio is a polarizing state. Like the state I'm in, Illinois, while it can be Republican when you go further south, there are so many people in Chicago. They, they, it's more people in the city of Chicago than there is in the rest of the state, and they call it the state of Chicago. So whatever really happens here is what's going to carry the state, and a lot of the southern people don't like that. But Ohio doesn't have that same problem because you have Republicans that vote, um, get out and are active. You have Democrats that get out and are active. So Ohio is that state that makes up a lot of what we see go goes on in the rest of the country. Let me ask you a question. I always like to ask people this question. And, and uh, they always get it wrong. Uh-oh. I'm going to see how close, <laughs> how close you come to getting it right. When considering population size, where does Ohio rank in population size for a state compared to the rest of the country? Um, I have no idea, so I'm not gonna get it right or wrong because <laughs> I don't even well, take know. A guess. Take um, a guess. Where does it rank as far as a state? It's a state in regards to population. How many people live in Ohio? Let's put it like that. Okay. Compared to other states. Um. Well, a lot of the states we have in the country aren't heavily populated. You know, you go to the. Dakotas, the Wyomings, Montanas, and even though they're huge in land size, they don't have a lot of people. Um, you got New York, got a ton of people as a state and a city. I'm gonna say on the upper side of the fifth of the well fifty, that'd be twenty five. It, it's got to be in the top ten. Well, that's pretty good because you you you. I've been the only person that say at least in the top 10. Ohio is the sixth most populated state in the country. Oh, okay. Number six. A lot of people don't know that. Because like when they think of Ohio, they think, well, a bunch of farms, cows, horses, 
pigs, whatever they want to think. Well, you got but, three major cities. Um, and it's not like yeah. it's not like Texas, where Texas has three major cities, but they have the land size to accommodate those three major cities. But uh, Cleveland is, even though you know dwindling in some cases at some points, it's still a major city. You got the hospital, got a, got teams. Um, Columbus, huge um, city, and Cincinnati. So you got three major cities in one state. Like even Michigan get, has just Detroit, really. Um, like I said, Illinois just has Chicago. Like I said, Texas the only other one I can think of that has San Antonio, Dallas, and um, Houston is three major cities. And you could even argue some of the other cities as major cities as well in Texas. But yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it goes California, New York, Texas, Florida. Illinois, Ohio. Illinois. No S. Well, whatever. Ohio. <laughs> but a lot of people wouldn't think that. And that's why a lot of times you always say, well, Ohio is the bellwether for the country. That's because it is. Yeah. yeah. It's right in the middle of the country. You know what I'm saying? It has a, you know, a fairly populated land base. And for the longest time, it was split, you know, 50-50 Democrats and Republicans. So that's why that's why it has always been called the bellwether. Yeah. But if you go up to ten people and ask them, how, how do you think Ohio ranks in terms of population in the country? Eight of them go say outside the top ten. Probably more than them go or or they say outside the top twenty. Yeah. Not a lot of people even realize how many people live in Ohio. Yeah. And like people ask them, well, who has more people, Georgia or Ohio? Georgia, ain't no way. No, it's Ohio. All they think about is what Atlanta. About Michigan? No, it's Ohio. Well, like I said, they only what got one city. No, it's Ohio. You know what I'm saying? So we are the bellwether. That's why that, that Senate race that I was just speaking about is very important. Because, you know, the the candidates are, are, are polar opposites. Right. Because when you talk about the issues, like, you know, Tim Ryan supports, I'll call it a, a woman's private life. I don't even like to say abortion. I like to say a woman's privacy. He supports a woman's privacy. J.D. Vance doesn't. J.D. Vance says that women should have all kinds of kids, and if that kid was conceived through rape, rape, incest, or any terrible other thing, then the baby should be born. Yeah. That's those issues, you know, they are discussion points of topic, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it or lie. I don't feel comfortable as a man being able to tell a woman what she should and shouldn't be able to do morally, legally or anything else like that. But it's another podcast I listen to um, that kind of breaks down the topics of the day and makes it real basic. And it was saying that abortion wasn't even a moral argument to begin with. It was more of a medical argument for women to not be out here killing themselves by accident, trying to get rid of babies. Yes. Yes. No, if there's some women that, you know, use abortion as birth control, there probably is. Is it millions of them? No. Absolutely not. And then, like, one of the things I really hate to hear 
like listening to all these ads that's been running because it's election season. Well, Democrats support late term abortions even when the baby is coming out the womb. <laughs> like, but no. What <laughs> normal person. See a baby come out like, yeah, nah. Healthy baby that's born, that, that, that is soon they're born. Well, they, they would take the baby's life as soon as it's handed to his mother. Even a fanaticism is that. Yeah, no. Nobody does that. It's a scare tactic. It's the boogeyman. There ain't no boogeyman. Why make a woman who might have had some complications even during birth? Why turn her into a boogeyman? Right. Yep. Like I know of somebody, no names please. They went to have their baby. The baby had been healthy up until, you know, it was time for her to give birth. And something happened while she was giving birth and she delivered the baby dead. Stillborn. The baby the baby was born. It was a fully developed, healthy baby up until it was time for the baby to come out to be delivered. Yep, that happens. You know what I'm saying? So, for people to put out stuff about women wanting to abort their babies up to birth, no woman wants to do that. No woman wants to do that. You don't want to carry a baby for nine months. You feel this baby kicking. You feel this baby doing flips. You go and get your ultrasounds. You see the baby smiling, sucking his thumb. And then you get to the time where it's time to deliver. You're like, no, nah, I don't want it. No, nah, I don't want it. That's cool. No. Nah. Are there abortions that happen late term? Of course. Because the, maybe something happened with the baby. Maybe the, the heart didn't fully develop in that seventh that seventh month or that eighth month. You know what I'm saying? So the doctor say, well, you might have to abort this baby. Maybe the baby's head hasn't fully, the skull is only halfway developed and the brain is hanging over the skull. You the can go on and on. I mean, we're human. There's so, There's so many so, different things. Women, yeah. Yeah, but to turn women into the problem, to demonize them for Talking with their healthcare provider, you know what I'm saying, their family, if they're into faith, if they're talking to their pastor or their priest. But to demonize them because something happened with the development of that baby and say, well, you're an abortionist and Democrats support you because you're an abortionist. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit and it's not fair. And they run all these commercials about this stuff. And it's 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 unfair and it's it's just not true. There's a lot a large segment of our population that believes it. Yeah. And it we and we we don't even people say, oh I want to do my homework and do my own research. All people do is no, go look it. well all they do is go look for facts to support what they think is right. They're not really looking or doing real research to see actual scientific facts and figures and 
even differences of opinion. They see something that they agree with, they go and run with that. And I mean, we're, we're in the age of the internet that if you see it on the internet, anything can be true. Uh, we could write Absolutely. that. We could write that. That's, that's, yeah, that's just, that's just something that's, you know, that has happened to our country as the internet has expanded into social media. No, what's Al Gore's and, fault? Democrat. And like, <laughs> um, as more people are able to get connected to the internet, you know, it it has caused this this tide of misinformation. And let me go find what I believe because if it's there, that means it's true. No, that just means it's another dumb motherfucker like you out there putting it out. Well, you know, a lot of times I I talk to people about taking tests in my job tests are huge things to gauge your knowledge of a subject so i said at this point we can all get the answers it's just how you go about getting the answer to me in my little stupid opinion i feel like that should be the test within itself can you get the information can you get the right information do you know where to get it as opposed to just having muscle memory and knowing what to put down for a thing. I mean, muscle memory is great if you know it off the top of your head, sweet. But sometimes you need to have the ability to go look for information and get come up with the right answer. Absolutely. And you know what else I was just thinking about while you were talking? Like, I was thinking about when you first got a computer. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. <laughs> you were the only you probably were the only person within shit, 10, 15 blocks that probably had a computer. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And now think about what your dad had to do to be able to get you that computer and, you know, get it programmed right and for you to Set be able up to and get all it. of that. Yep. Now think of how it is today. You got a computer in the palm of your hand. Hey, all the time. All the time. Yeah. And you can go get one of them computers depending on what you know what kind of service you want for forty dollars. <laughs> yep. For forty dollars, exactly. And you can send depending on what kind of government assistance you want, you can probably get it for free. You can send pictures of all kind of stuff anywhere. You can see stuff, you can look things up. We are truly more connected now than we've ever been in the history of the world. Absolutely. So with everybody being so connected, you got those people out there that have those crazy uh, alternative, maybe unrealistic thoughts. But, you know, in a free thinking society, it should be allowed, but you have to know the difference. And this is something that goes back to the beginning of humanity. You have to know the difference between right and wrong. Right. And why is right and wrong? And not based, uh, well, I don't even want to get into this subject, but not based on just religion. Because a lot of people lean on that to make them good and make them feel like they're good and everything else. And I'm like, you shouldn't need a book to tell you to be a good person. 
Well, that's why I said I'll, that's you know what? Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Oh my God, that's a completely man. That's a whole nother podcast. I think religion has done more harm to this country than good, especially with what we just talked about. With everybody being able to get any kind of whatever kind of information that is out there by just holding up a little rectangular thing and unlocking it. I'm going to do you one better. Forget um, the country. How about the world and the Crusades? And we find these books that's written. Oh, no, we got to burn these up. (laughs) We found this library with all these books in it. Oh, no, this got to go. Based on what? Based on religion so i I, want to say this to her like i was talking to this girl and i I, I, like have made this thought up as i was just talking you're like i'm one of those people like even while i'm talking i'm thinking you know what i'm saying like i know that might sound kind of weird but i can talk listen and think at the same time if like i was talking to her about religion we was talking about like Oh my well, uh, if you don't praise God, God won't let you in heaven. So I say, God is a very arrogant God, and so is Jesus. If if whatever thing they say in the Bible is like how how you get into heaven, I mean, just think about it. You can do everything the Bible says. Everything. That the Bible recommends you do how you live, all the way down to the the, 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 the way you wear your clothes. And well, I forget that part about the clothes, but um, you can do everything. But if you get to the pearly gates, like what's up, God? Do you praise me? No, but I believe in what you say. You can't get in here. <laughs> Well, why not? God, I believe in all your principles, but do you praise me? No. Well, you can't get... Think how arrogant that Bible is. <laughs> think how arrogant that shit is when you really think about it. These, I'm the only God. I'm the Savior. Well, are, you know, I, I, I believe all that stuff, but I mean, I just was down here living my life, and I did it the best I could, and I was a great person. Do you praise me? No, to hell you go. Like, think how arrogant that is. How how I said, like a real arrogant type of guy. These are conversations (laughs) I've had with myself, and we we might have to change the title of this podcast to something totally different. Um, let's move on. So we another topic of discussion that you wanted to get to was January 6th, the insurrection. So let's talk about that. Um, let's, Yeah, let's get into that. So, where I'm at, I had tore my rotator cuff and I was at therapy. I turn on the radio and I open my phone and I see people, no, I see, I see Trump talking. 
I mean, no, I shouldn't say that all the way because they do have, um, I've been in case studies where they have a idea of what they might do. There are studies on what they might do, but at the same time, they're unpredictable. So it's like, you kind of have an idea, but it's like a deck of cards. You got to pick one and, (laughs) and see where it's going to go. Well, yeah, like for me, you know, seeing that, I and like seeing like like you know, the year since, seeing how everything has played out. Me personally, and look, I'm a I'm a liberal, I'm a Democrat, I make no bones about it. But I do I've said this before and I will continue to say it. We need a balanced government. We need a balanced government because we need checks and balances. That's the way system was designed and I believe in that system but since that January 6th stuff and because of not enough Republicans have come, come out to condemn it and move away from Trump I don't think we can elect this current wave of Republicans I think the system needs to be reset. The system needs to be reset because you can't have a guy that incited that mob, and you can, you know, he's incited it, or he incited it. If you've been watching the January 6th committee hearings, and all these Republicans come and speak about how they were talking to him and telling him to tell his people to go home and him to make a statement, and it took him hours to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, as a as an American, that if people are running on his coattails, and he did that, or his people did that to the people's house, and not just their house, the people's house, it's all our house. Like I watched this thing where. Um, Nancy Pelosi said when they went in there, it was shit all on the floors. When I say shit, I don't mean like trash and books. I mean actual shit, excrement, all on the floor, thrown on the wall, smeared on the tables. She said this. 
And those were Republican voters that went in there and did that. Mm-hmm. So we have, we should be cool with these people putting in, you know, Congress people and senators. We should be cool with them and their selections. I just, I just, to me, inform me, it doesn't fly. That January 6th shit was the most ridiculous, unpatriotic, uh, uh, I'm gonna just call it a mess. Terrorist type <laughs> thing I've seen that yep. happen. That was a, a terrorist like event, absolutely. And people say, well, you just, people died and everything. You a Democrat. It ain't got to do with being a Democrat. Yeah, it got to do with being it ain't a got person. To do with not liking white people because they did it. You know, it's a couple black folks in there too, but it ain't got nothing to do with none of that. Any of that. It's just the fact that them folks over a dude that lost. It could be <laughs> different if he won and he proved that he won and all the court said that he won and but everybody else was like, nah, he ain't gonna we just gonna take it from. But that's what they believe. They don't believe the facts. They don't believe the sixty-three courts that ruled that the election was fine and that you know what I'm saying. They don't believe that electoral college that put him in four years previous. <laughs> right. They didn't get mad about the, the, the Republican senators and the Republican Congress people that won their races, the governors and all that. They won. You know what I'm saying? So how is it how is it tilted towards Democrats if both Democrats and Republicans won? You can't have it your way. This ain't, you know what I'm saying? It ain't Burger King. It ain't Burger King, yep. You can't have it your way. You have to live with the results and move on. And like Let's I go said, storm the Capitol and shit and shit on the floor and smear it on your face or on somebody somebody's computer that had to get up and run because your crazy ass ran in there and ran them off. Well, like I said, people died. Yes. That's that's like the ultimate sacrifice over an election and and it just it's not fair it's not cool i mean these people some of them are going to jail and getting caught and everything else but at the same time this dude incited a riot and they like hey you got to go out there and tell these people to chill out this dude go out there and do the exact opposite they said he was watching it on tv and told one of the dudes i guess they really bad huh right Guess they really mad. And you turn this on. It's like you, like you turned on this faucet. You got this water flowing. Go turn it off. Nah. They literally was chasing senators and Congress people. And this dude watching it on TV and doing nothing. Yep. Ain't help. Ain't. And people still go vote for go vote for people that he endorsed. It literally it boggles my mind. Like it boggles my mind. But, you know what I'm saying? What can you do? In the January 6th committee hearings, they, you know, they, they've been putting it out there. I know a lot of people, I ain't watching that. I think it's important that we watch it because it's, it's important that we watch it because we have to see how close we came to losing our democracy, to losing our republic. No one had entered the capital since the British back in the 1800s, other than lawmakers. Nobody. And now you letting your own, your own people. 
Right, your own people. You know, you know the other thing that's crazy about that. Do you know that eighty percent of the people that stormed the Capitol were normal working class people? Yep, eighty percent. Like you know, they always talk about the Proud Boys and all these other far right militias. Eighty percent of the people that stormed that Capitol was a part of no militia, no right wing. Um, extremist fringe. They were people that if you could be walking in the store, would be right, right next past, to you, the, walking down the street, in front of you, in the restaurant that you were in, at, at the ATM. Yeah. Or work with you. And I think that says a lot about where we are right now as the two parties. You know, other side, I say, well, what about that Antifa? They were burning down, they were burning down cities. And then I say, well, I can show you where they said that 94% of Antifa protests were peaceful. Ah, oh, that's not, that's just the fake news media. Now. So were you there watching them? I watched it January 6th on TV. Now, nobody died, but... Um, and I don't even know who it was to be honest with you, because they said they paying people and sending them up there. I was in the middle of a riot with no gun. I'm just fireman out here. I got an axe, but like <laughs> trying to make a hydrant, <laughs> trying to make a hydrant to um get some water because somebody set this camera store on fire, and they throwing um M80s at us, um. It, it it you know what it looked like and I say this all the time people are like how it looked like Batman the um the last one the, the Dark Knight when the people was in the street just fighting each other and everything it looked just like that and you know you watch that kind of stuff on TV oh yeah this is cool this what's up man I was I'm not afraid to say it or ashamed to say it I was scared as ever like because like I said I ain't got no gun. I ain't got no vest and people like firemen, but they don't like us enough to not throw bombs at us while we trying to do our job. So it, it was right. the bridges was up. Cause like, if you here in the city, they was trying to keep the people downtown. So the bridges was up and it was something I had never seen and hope to never see again. Again. Yeah. Dude, think about, think about, the year 2017 to 2021. We've seen so much stuff that we thought we would never see. We've seen stuff that they were seeing in the 60s, but we, even worse. You know, when I was talking about the riots, they talk about the King riots in Chicago, and they burned the West Side down, and West Side still hasn't recovered a lot from what happened then. And it it wasn't like that, but it bordered on those same events. And like you were saying, it was a point I was thinking of when you were talking about earlier when we were talking about the pandemic. Um, all of this even came about just be over spite and pride because I'm the I, I got this I got this this every hundred years there's a pandemic. If you history. Tells you this. This is not something somebody that made up. Going back centuries. Right. You every hundred years, something come around and it's gonna come. I'm gonna try and stop it before it comes. Okay, that's a sweet idea. Good idea. 
I'm the president now. I'm getting rid of it just because it got your name on it. <laughs> but it's a good idea. I don't care. It gets your name on it. It's got to go. So this dude literally got rid of all the doctors and all the people that were researching infectious diseases just based upon somebody else came up with the idea and you didn't. And, and, this, and this is the dude that y'all like. This is the savvy businessman to go bankrupt every second. And his bankruptcies means he knows how to run a country. If he can run, if he can run his businesses and not get caught and sent to jail, he can show enough to do a good, good a job for us. What is this? Right. <laughs> right. You remember, you remember uh, other podcasts. I don't want to, you know, turn this into no, no Trump bash thing. But no, we're gonna move on after I after your point. You, I told you that that dude was gonna lose that election, not because of all the other crazy shit he was going through. He was doing a lot of crazy shit that people just put off, like, yeah, whatever. I told you he was going to lose that election because of that pandemic. Yeah. I yeah. told you that. Yeah. I, I said that he didn't care about the pandemic. He just cared about power. He don't care about that pandemic. He just wanted to rile up, he just wanted to rile up his base and make sure he get enough folks. He would make fun of Biden for campaigning from his basement. You know, he's in his basement. He don't really want to run the country. But this dude out here having rallies killed Herman Cain. <laughs> Come <COVID>. on, man. <laughs> Got COVID himself almost died, but, if he, but, but because he was the president, he lived. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's been the hardest stuff that has come out. You can't say this dude killed Herman Cain, man. It's, it's, it's... I said, I'm not saying he did. I said having rallies killed Herman Cain. I didn't. I know. I, I, I understand. I get your point. <laughs> Herman Cain knew what he was but doing when he came out there with no mask on. There's been all this stuff that has come out from people within his administration and from that Bob Woodward guy that Trump literally, literally, did not give a fuck about the pandemic. Hey. He did not care. He didn't care about getting the information out to the people. The scientists would tell him one thing, he'd get on TV and he'd say something completely different. Oh, man, where'd I come from? He'd get on the TV to say something completely different. And all this stuff is just now coming out. But anybody with brain could see what was happening, what was going on, because the, the, there wasn't enough information out there. They had literally suppressed the information from the scientists that would have helped the country. And then they said that he didn't it he didn't take the advice of his administration officials to prepare for what could come in the future. Yep. Due to the pandemic. College. Which goes back to back, which goes back to the inflation. College generals dummies call the um South North Korea and old German um how they withstand the attention for their for their leaders and say, Yeah, that's how they supposed to do. That's that's I, I wouldn't mind having that. That dude is off the chain. But you know why we why we on it. Instead of jumping away from him and jumping back to him, let's talk about the documents he stole real quick. He's a thief. He's been a thief. 
Yeah, he he. That's all you want to say about it. He a thief and he been a thief. Yeah, thief and he been a thief. But you he know what? He been stealing people's money. He been stealing, stealing people's money. Documents. When I first moved yeah, like here, all the, you know all the people that built that Trump Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. Um, in Atlantic City. He didn't even pay them people what they what it cost. He took them to court and they got pennies on the dollar. He did the same thing here. That's what I was just about to say. When I first moved here is when the um Trump opened up and he sold one side as a hotel, the other side as apartments or condos or whatever, and he didn't pay the people, took the um turn the rights over and when they bought in on the investment and everything else. I've been in that building one time since I no, twice, I take that back, twice since I've lived here. And it is a beautiful building, but I don't understand how it's still operational with all the stuff he does. Maybe maybe that's what people point to when they say he can run the country. If he can if he can scam he and trick people. Well his name is on it. Um, and he made sure that happened. What? Because they, the city tried to block him from putting his name on it. And he did something, and his name is. You come right down the street, you see a big old Trump. So, um, like I was reading something. Hold on, I was reading ahead. something today about him. They uh, said that <laughs> he had a record of twenty thousand dollars to put it on. He still ain't paid them folks. <laughs> he still haven't paid the city. And it ain't just them. He owes millions of dollars to cities that he has held rallies at. Because he blow in there, they got to do all this security. They got to do all this overturn for the police. Well, that's like all that stealing. He, he, he went to his own spot and made the American people pay for him going to his own spot to play golf. And that's all he he's talked about Obama doing. He's a thief. He said, oh, he's, he's probably working on his golf game. And that's going to be what ultimately gets him indicted is them, them, that stuff that he stole because that's, it, 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 in a way, it can be considered espionage. Yeah. And there Treason. have been plenty of people that have gone to jail yep. or prison for having national security uh, files or threats to national security that are in files with them. The you know what I'm saying? And he don't just have one or two. He has hundreds. The thing that's funny, but it's definitely not supposed to be funny. He said... You can declassify a document in your mind. Just think about it. It's declassified. <laughs> this no. man, this dude is absolutely nuts. And and I give him one thing. He says anything. Not that it's a good thing, but he says anything. Here's the thing about him though. Like everybody, like you know, Kanye West Kanye West in the news right now for all his exploits. I think Trump worse than him. Yeah, I I agree. And Kanye, he just making everything and worse. Kanye, himself. like you know, everybody dropping him. I mean, if, I mean, what lives? Okay, a rat lives in filth on top of the ground. And they burrow underground. What lives under a rat? A roach. Roach. Roaches. They gonna be around forever. 
Kanye or Wendy? Triple Roach. <laughs> so we we we've been going for a long time, and it ain't really too much to cut out. And I don't want this to be a two parter or a two hour podcast. So let's get let's go over these few more topics. Um, you have that you wanted to speak about the Supreme Court. Now I. Well, I'll let you go and say, and I'll let you cook, and then I'll come around and back up some. So go ahead. What will we talk about the Supreme Court? I've always been a guy that loves the law. Like, you know, laws keep, you know, the citizens straight so they don't, you know, overrun each other. And the the Supreme Court is the height of law. You know, there's not supposed to be any partisanship. They're supposed to rule based on the Constitution for the most part, but because we are a more civil, not civilized, a more evolved nation, and because things aren't quite like they were when the Constitution was written, we have to, you know, rule based on how society is now. But for me, I feel like the Constitution, I mean, the Supreme Court is bought. And the reason I say it is, I all attention to Clarence Thomas, mainly because he's a black man. <clears throat> and I always thought it was interesting that he would never write an opinion. He would never speak when they would have oral arguments at the Supreme Court. He would never say nothing, but he was always very far right. This lot of guys on the Supreme Court, he don't talk, he don't write opinions. He just sit there and like a like a rock. And then they started adding more people like him. And now he won't shut the fuck up. He writes <laughs> well, now he got backing. He writes opinions. I mean, it was it, it was other conservative justices, but they were as conservative as him. So now he's writing opinions. He got his wife out here running around. You know what I'm saying? He he's showing up at um seminars and. He's going to speak to college students. He's doing all this stuff, but for decades, this dude didn't say shit. But once they started adding people like him, here he is, he's constantly in the news. You would never hardly ever see anything about Clarence Thomas. You know who I blame? But now because, huh? I said, you know who I blame? Who? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She should have left. I do too. She should She should have retired. <laughs> retired. And and I understand kind of what she was trying to do, but this lady knew she was sick. This lady knew she wasn't going to be be able to be around for forever. And we let the one of the worst people ever be able to pick what? 3? Three? 3 people? 3. That's a that's that's amazing. And that we should have talked about that with abortion, but that like just makes the dynamic of the country just one way. And like you say, it's supposed to be nonpartisan. That is a lie. That is not what's it's up. A lie. That that is not what's up. 
like today, like they had, um, they were talking about how, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, maybe some do, but when the um, Supreme Court was first adopted, it wasn't always eight justices. It was you know, four at one point, five, seven, you know what I'm saying? For a long time, it was seven because they three and four. Get, the, the Republicans wouldn't let Obama appoint Garland. Go on precedent about how the Supreme Court got to eight. There's eight district, there's eight um, Supreme Court judges. Because at one point there were eight district courts. And each justice resides over a district. But here's the thing there's now 11 districts. It might even be more than that. I might be off on that, but. I think there's 11 districts. There might be 13. <laughs> so all over the if place. We're gonna go, if we're going to go with past precedence or past practice, it should be expanded. Right. It should be expanded because that is what it was set on. Okay, as these districts, as we add more districts, yeah. we add more Supreme Court justices. But you know, the Supreme Court been set at eight for, for decades now. And it's not, you know what I'm saying, a crazy thought or a crazy idea to say, well, if we got all these districts, we need to just add these extra Supreme Court justices like they did back in the day so they can sit on, on these districts. But, well, see, that's the whole thing about what and who. Well, another thing... That kind of goes back to our capitalistic society talking our greed and when is enough enough because to me, I feel like it should be term limits even on the Supreme Court. I mean, Absolutely. I, I know you want somebody there that's experienced and know what they're doing, but people are so intelligent to the point where you can present if you are an intelligent person or not to be able to be on the, be on the panel, be on the court. But the other thing, and maybe I'll feel different when I get to be 80. Maybe I'll feel like I can, I got the mind of I got now, or I can still do bench 300 pounds or something crazy like that. Maybe I'll feel like that when I'm 80. But these guys that we are talking about, Biden and um, Trump, are like 78. Yeah. At a point in existence you got to go home you you gotta you gotta just go enjoy your life the job i'm on here 63 hey you got to go i I mean you can be a chief you can be this you can be that you can tell people what to do but you got to go at some point it should be term limits on the justices congress and an age limit on a president but that's ageism if I start talking about that, but that's what I'm saying. When is somebody going to bring that up? Like, Hey, we too old hanging out here. 
we got to go at some point. Nobody's going to bring that up to put themselves out of a job. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe in, I believe in term limits for uh, Congress. I believe in age limits for a president. And I believe in age Supreme Court. Like, I don't think, uh, I'll say this. If you are 70, if you're 70 and you run for office and you win, um, Say you win your two terms, you'd be there eight years. 78. 78, you got to get out. You got to go. Because 78 as old as it used to be. Right. You know yeah, saying? we in a whole different That's era. Like, it's celebrities. Ryan Isley, I think, 80-something. He out here still singing with his king and actually sound good. So, right, in healthcare, we advancing. I'm with that. I'm with that. But at some yeah, point, you got to go home. <laughs> I think, I think seventy should be the cutoff for senators as well. And I believe if you in the house, because in the house, you know, you your term is up every two years. You should get at least five terms. Because if you can't do something in that amount of time, up, right? Yeah, yeah. And like if you can't get to it. To the point of being a senator or you know maybe working inside the administration after you done you know been in the, the house of representative for 10 years i think it is you, you just need to move on even if and you can pick your successor try. just something other than you That's hanging around yeah you hanging around too long like and that's the thing about it you know we was talking about the senate campaign tim ryan been in the um the house i think 20 years and that's a long time. That's a long time. Yes, it's, you got to do something. And like I said, I appreciate the experience. I'm with that. I, I, you know, if you've been there for long enough and you keep getting elected, you're obviously doing something kind of correct, doing which is something. cool. Right. Um, for right. your your constituents, for the people you represent, but just at a certain point, we someone has to bring up the fact that, as, as they would say. It's all of us here. We all got this job. We're doing what we're supposed to do. We're representatives. But we got to either move on to something else or go somewhere else because it's just too much. Now, I was talking about our time. We got two topics, but I'm only letting you pick one. So you can either talk about student loan forgiveness or upcoming COVID wave. Mm. Mm. I go with student loan forgiveness. Okay. I don't think the COVID is going to be that bad. It, it's, you know, it's, you know, deaths are going to go up, but it should be all right for the most part. Let me just say one more thing about that. I, I was reading this thing. It said that um, the um, vaccine was more embraced by the um, Black community, because at first, you know, black we are with vaccines. Tuskegee, we out. <laughs> stuff, we out. We cool. We don't want to do that. But yeah. you know, as more and more people around them began to die, they said, "Oh, well, wait a minute! This dude was walking around fine last week, and then this week all he had was a cough. And then later in the week, he did. Yeah, I might want to go get this shot. Yeah. So it got to the point where." Black people began to get so vaccinated that 
it was starting to outpace white folks. And as of last week, more white people are dying from the um, the pandemic than black people. When at first it was more black people dying than white folks. I, I think that's interesting. It is. That's very interesting. But that's all you get. So now we on the student loan forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, student loans. Um, well, I have student loans. And, um, I think it's interesting. Like I took out about Forty-five thousand of student loans. I've paid back thirty-five thousand. Oh, that's what's up. But because of interest, I still owe fifty thousand. Jesus Christ! Ain't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, not fifty thousand, fifteen thousand, fifteen between fifteen and twenty. But anyway, like, like I, I made a post the other day. Student law forgiveness is something that I believe was needed, especially, you know, these times, because people can always use a little lift coming out of that pandemic that didn't take advantage of the funds that was out there. When I say advantage, I mean in a crook. Because there is a lot of people, you know, doing that PPP game. Mm-hmm. But anyway... And like I think the biggest thing that they need to do with the student laws is the interest. The interest is what kills people. Yeah, but I mean, it, that's it, where they it, make it a lot builds, of their money. It builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. But yeah. to be mad at people for getting ten thousand or oh man, people dollars. mad about everything that ain't got nothing to do with them. And people and get mad about. I said, so how you gonna be mad because somebody getting some money? Well, you gonna have to. Where the money coming from? You gonna have to pay for it. I ain't paying for their stupid education, and they ain't helping me and everything else. That's that's the number well, one thing I hear. That that, I was thinking about this when I was I was reading this one time. Do you know that federal money goes to watching a dude be this meat? What How long can he do this meat before he pass out? What? Yes. Federal money is a medical study. Oh, how many okay. times how many times can a man come during the day? It's a medical study that's paid by our federal doctors. You oh, know, man. Never heard of, not many people even know that. I got not, not me. Because I got a joke. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep it to myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there there is so much stuff that we pay for that we have no idea or no clue that we pay for. Exactly. It ain't like they go mark on your your paycheck. Okay. We took your money. Matter of fact, a penny of your money went to the federal student loan forgiveness program. Oh my God, they took a penny? Ain't nobody really getting they, no money taken under their paycheck for that. People just want something to get mad about and somebody to get mad at. You know what I'm saying? People always they got to find somebody to place their anger towards and to get mad at. I'm a lot and of things. But it's, it's ridiculous. I, I, I'm a like I said, I'm a lot of things. But one thing I ain't never been. I put this post up as a hater. I I just can't be mad about. I I can't I can't I can't find the place to be mad about somebody getting something that I'm not eligible for, and I'm. You know how they say hate the don't hate the player, hate the game. If anything, I, 
I guess I'd hate that, but it, I just, I can't be mad at it. Good for them. I mean, if it's going to help them and it's going to help somebody, it's going to help somebody put some extra food on their table. Another, I read a lot, listen to a lot of podcasts. Dude was talking about how his parents started cooking breakfast for dinner a lot. Because, you know, breakfast is a pretty cheap meal. Get some egg, get some pancakes, get some syrup, get some butter. You know, we, we out here. He said, man, I thought we was living it up. Little did I know my parents was broke. And that's the only way they could feed me was breakfast for dinner. So if this can help some people, why would I hate? Just think about it like this. That little $10,000 or that $20,000. Okay, now maybe, you know, somebody living in, you know, in an impoverished area and paying their student loans. Now they got a little bit of extra money to put away to buy a house. Or their kid been sick and the medical bills piled up. Piled up, yep. Now they got a little bit more extra money to help pay that medical bill off early. You know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody trying to start a business. And I got a little bit more money to to put towards making that business become a reality from a dream. You know what I'm saying? Why get mad at people that now have a chance to maybe do something great? Because a lot of people feel like if you went to college and you got student loans, you you know that was that was on you, mm-hmm. and you should have read the fine print and all mm-hmm. that, and blah blah blah, and blah blah. And, you should have been paid your, your student loans off. Everybody that I know, for the most part, that has student loans, pay their student loans. But sometimes that hole is so deep to dig out of. Like that you got to kick the lottery to get out. You know, it, it, and you ain't just paying that principal. You paying all that interest. And that interest sometimes gets to the point where it's more than the principal. Right. And that shouldn't be. I think the whole thing needs to be revised. I think at the most there should be 2% interest, 1% interest on federal student loans. Because people go to college to make money and also help the country improve. Scientists, doctors, you know what I'm saying, nurses, all kind of ways. We're in this capitalistic society. At the same time, I'm the dean. I got to make super dean dough. And on top of that, I got to give out these scholarships so we can have the best sports team um, in the country, in the nation. I got to pay this coach goo gobs of money, but I ain't paying these athletes. That's a whole nother topic of discussion and everything. There's no reason Nick Saban can make $12 million a year. That's what I'm saying. They're making all this super goo gobs of money. And then... Like I said, severance packages, once they leave the university, even if they do everything right all the way through, it's just, it's, it's time we live in. So, well, we've been going on for an hour 30. Like I said, we don't have a real whole lot to cut out. Can I make a closing statement? Absolutely. Okay. I just wanted to say, oftentimes, and on my Twitter, I post a lot about politics. I think it's important that people understand how close we are to losing our democracy. I think that voting for me is so important <clears throat> because I've seen what people went through for me to be able to vote. 
I've seen people, I've seen the pictures and I've seen the videos. People getting bit by dogs, people getting sprayed, people getting hung, people getting shot. Just so their generation and future generations could be able to vote. That's not something I take lightly. I think it's very important that we do vote. And right now, not just a normal vote, but who's the better candidate? Between two, three, or whatever people, it's either you either vote for your democracy to continue to thrive, or your democracy to go backwards. For me, I want to vote for our democracy to thrive and move forward. And I think everybody else should need to take that into account when going to vote. Don't think about inflation. Don't think about an oncoming recession. Think about what happened on January 6th. Think about what happened with the, uh, COVID. Think about how all these different states have rolled back um, voting laws. That's what's on the ballot, not inflation and not the oncoming or maybe coming recession. Remember that. That's important. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you finish it there. This was your idea. I'm glad we got to do it together. As always, it was a great talk. I won't make a closing statement. I'll just say thank you for appearing on the show. Um, with that being said, if you have any comments, questions, anything you'd like to get to us, you have our contact information, info at department3c.com, um, or you can just hit the website, department3c.com, leave a comment message whatever i'm going to try and put out a blog to go along with this as well and without anything else troy thank you again sir all righty go vote go vote peace